position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 169 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. My friends and neighbors, welcome, welcome. Being recorded for you on this uh, 22nd of January, a Monday, 2018, uh, 1635, uh, 16 for our sequel friends, that would be 2018, 01, 22, 16, 35, I mean, 4, 35 p.m. Pacific Coast time, because the most, yes indeed, crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor, mm, and cheers to you, my friends. Mm, nothing says miracle of flight like booze. It's a united, it's a united flight. Mm. Got hopefully a hopefully not too big of a show to talk about today. So let's get straight to our top stories. First of all. I know we're late, but I said that we would be out yesterday, but it's Monday. Sorry. Oh, Ivor! That's right, you're fired for not getting us uh, on the air yesterday. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry for that. Ivor, you bastard! Ivor is the bane of my existence. Um, anyway, uh, so it's a Monday, 
But more importantly, uh, this week is AVN week. The internet is for porn. And so I will be busy covering those four days. Um, and this year, it looks to be the most insane year that I've done it, um, which is... It's... That's kind of something that... Yeah, it's the weirdest... It's the weirdest thing I've ever covered in my entire life, and I've done three E3s, and... I've been around. I'm a, I'm a fucking veteran. Uh... This is by far the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever covered. And for those of you who don't know, AVN is the Oscars of porn here in Vegas. Um, and it's like several trade shows all crammed together. Uh, like there's like a adult novelty expo. So like my quest to find a dildo that runs Linux continues. Although last year there were sex bots that ran Linux. Like literal fucking <laughs> pleasure mannequin. I mean, it is. Ah! <laughs> I, yeah, don't. don't <laughs> I'm sorry, my head is in my hands. I am sober right now, but I'm just trying to express how insane AVN is. And it just hit me that the words pleasure mannequins came out of my mouth without any trace of irony. And uh, the virtual reality porn uh, is last year was just absolutely out of control there was so much fucking virtual reality porn um all with proprietary headsets and stuff I'm going to see about the consolidation of all that stuff it cause it's particularly um reason I bring this up apart from the fact that I'm going to be very busy this week very 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 busy 16 hours on the strip for 4 days every day and that's if you're lazy that's if like you know you, that, that's if you're like me and you really can't take it can't take much more of it, because your head will explode if you stay there too long. Um, luckily, there's lots and lots of booze available there, you know, it's at the Hard Rock. So, there, there's always a bar within, you know, 100 yards, uh, and that, trust me, is necessary. My drinking begins uh, prior to uh, collecting my press pass uh, at around 7.30 in the morning. Um, and it's necessary, trust me. So if you ever end up covering AVN um, as a journalist, uh, take that tip because I know it seems seems wrong to get drunk before or getting not drunk drunk, but getting a good tight buzz on. Uh, but trust me, it's necessary. Otherwise, you won't last 20 minutes. Your head will fucking explode, especially on the first day, especially on the press day. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people die. I've seen people die. Journalists crawling, blood coming out of their ears, begging for help. Other journalists clambering over them in a horrifying 28 days later like rage virus tide. It is madness. It is madness. And it, it's weird because, as a you know, as a, your average deeply perverted uh, heterosexual male, American male, um, it's simultaneously entirely fucking vile and repellent as it is 
the most awesome thing you've ever seen. And like these things happen in your brain simultaneously, literally simultaneously. And so it starts to like, especially by the second day, it starts to induce this kind of schizophrenia in you where like, you don't know how you're feeling anymore about any of this. And it's really, I'm really, really liking that I don't know what's happening to me. And you gotta, you gotta get more booze at that point, a lot more booze. Otherwise you'll end up like, you know, blob with the blood coming out of your ears. But um, it is fairly relevant because the porno industry, as I was Chris Fisher and I this last week have been a, a Twitter back channel conversation. It's been very fun to have um, <laughs> just a kind of real talk <laughs> back channel uh, with, with Chris. And we've been talking about VR and uh, it's absolutely true that, that two things have always led comp- uh, the, the uh, computing industry into the homes of your average American citizen. And it hasn't, it's just, baby, it ain't been fucking, well, it's been, well, three things. Word processing, uh, pornography, and uh, video games. Not in that order. Literally, the leading edge has always been video games, then word processing, and then pornography, especially after the internet. But uh, long before the internet, pornography was still living. why do you think we invented compression formats for images to say nothing of video pornography moved that bar um literally like it was the invention of the GIF, the JPEG etc 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 so what I see at AVN is of kind of, not just uh, tertiary relevance, but actual, like, hardcore relevance, no pun intended. Oh, and it is a hardcore convention. It is fucking madness. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a thousand porn stars. Yeah, not kidding. Like, there's at least fucking 400 fucking unbelievable cam girls, porn stars, etc. And those are just the people who serve as booth hotties, because booth, the concept of booth hotties is it's a it's AVN, so it's like, oh yeah, well, we're not E3. We have no limits. <laughs> so it, it takes something out of control constantly to get anyone's attention. It's just fucking madness, but um, I'm looking very much forward to trying to focus at least for an hour and a half and this is what you have to do, you have to set a goal every time you plunge back in no pun intended <laughs> plunge back in, you see it's a sex thing anyway, every time you plunge back in after a deep breath of whiskey um, to uh, whichever hall, you have, an, you have an objective and you have to focus on that objective otherwise you will be destroyed <laughs> so um, I'm setting aside uh uh, two trips because you want to do an initial one and then you want to do the next day you want to do a follow up one um, for the ones that were really great uh, so that you know you can get whatever stories you need um, looking very much forward to seeing if the AI stuff is as prolific as it was last year more prolific than it was last year, and it was fucking insane. There were five companies there last year. If you didn't have VR that was demoable with like actual, you know, like fuck videos on it that were made for your device, 
you were kind of ignored last year. Not kidding. It was that crazy. It was that prolific. And that, that was being pushed by major studios, major manufacturers of, uh, you know, uh, the, ma- the what do you call it? Uh, not major studios. Major, uh, yeah, major studios and major um, production companies as well as the independent people. The other thing I'm looking f- looking to see this year, the other question I really want to know is if I mean, the quality was amazing last year uh, in terms of VR. The quality was amazing. It's weird. It's not my cup of tea. Virtual reality porn, by the way. I love virtual reality. um, But virtual reality porn is absolutely not something that, you know, pumps my nads. Pun intended. That was a very sophisticated pun. Almost a double entendre. Pumps my nads being, you know, like used there from the breakfast club as an expression of really makes me happy or gets me excited then flipped around into literally pumping your nads <laughs> biologically and mechanically but um it is still very 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 popular very big part of the market very interesting and uh I want to see if technically or technologically if uh, they've moved the bar uh, further because last year some of these headsets that they had um, were uh, at least as good or better than in fact they were generally better than but that's a then you know the HTC Vive that I have um, in terms of like resolution stuff but that's basically because they were all driven by uh, camera phones more or less um Generally, uh, H- uh, not HTC. Um, generally Android phones because the customer bill customers. But anyway, we shall see. The functionality was tremendous, though. I mean, it's like you're there. It's like ah, I'm getting blown by three girls. This is crazy, and you're looking around. <laughs> and that was before lunch. I'm not even kidding. That's like this is what happens at AVN. So, so that's that's uh that's AVN this week. So we. It, I'm not sure what my schedule is like on Saturday and by the way I'm trying to score some no pun intended uh, (laughs) I'm trying to score the opportunity to at least scream three questions which I have practiced with two follow ups um hoping to at least be able to scream from like a rope line uh you know with a reasonable expectation of being heard and responded to um, to Stormy Daniels because um, I have a few questions for her uh, and she will be there yeah, making America horny again so <laughs> the, the silence is like me just shaking my head here because this is what is about to happen it, what's any more of the words of the late, of the, not late great Jack Nichols I ain't dead yet What's about to happen has to happen. <laughs> so these are the calm moments before the storm. I'm glad that we could get to this week's feature, which is X-Plane 11. Because, well, here, before we get to that, we have to finish our top stories. Our top stories now, from this point on, are all about the control surfaces, the actual hardware that I use for X-Plane 11. 
And this has changed from my old setup from X-Plane 10, which was on my other machine, which was hooked up to my TV. It's still there, but uh, I moved the relevant portions of it over here to my, you know, the death machine. The looks like I have so many monitors in front of me. It's crazy. So this starts with the fact that I finally got my CH uh, Products Pro pedals that are about, oh god, three years old now. Um, I finally got them to be recognized by X11 on this machine under Ubuntu 1604, which is the world's, I mean, it's uh, it's bad. I do not like 1604. But that's a different story. Getting them to work in 1604 has been more complicated. Uh, getting them to work and be recognized by X-Plane 11, way more work and way more frustration than, and this is probably a reflection of the fact that it's 1604, um, than any other time, and I've set I've set them up on four systems. In fact, I wrote um, a utility to set up the UDEV rules for you, regardless. But that was with Yoke M pedals. I do not have my Yoke on this setup. That's no Yoke. What I do have are, are my new thrust is my new Thrustmaster uh, T Hotus, and I've ordered a new new uh, Hotus uh, thing. Uh, for, I think it's also a, it's the latest edition of the Thrustmaster it's a little more expensive but the Thrustmaster it's great because it's got a throttle and it's got a flight stick and they're they're integrated and they can be split apart which is cool and it's cheap it's 50 bucks and it's got a lot of buttons it's got a lot of good functionality for um, the I mean for 50 bucks that's insane it's insanely cheap Anyway, back to the pro pedals, because this is always the prom. So you use your rudder pedals, depending on which air, well, what type of aircraft you're flying. If you're flying rotorcraft, then you use it for uh, yaw, you know, to actually uh, turn your cyclical. Uh, uh, oh, God, I always get fucking collective cyclical. No, collective is up and down. Anyway, your tail rotor. Use it to spin around. Use it to spin around on, on an axis. Left or right. Um... And to make minor corrections, you know, instead of rolling the helicopter on its side like you would with a Cessna, which, you know, blah. In a Cessna, for instance, any single edge, uh, single uh, prop uh, fixed wing aircraft, or actually just most fixed wing aircraft um, that are not jets, use a set of rudder pedals to control your side slips on your on your flaps, um, which is kind of similar to. Um, being able to spin 360 degrees in a rotorcraft, but just tilts your plane a little bit, which is great for fine adjustments, especially if you're in a World War II fighter. Anyway, I could I cannot play any flight simulator after my 215 hours. It says I only have 216 hours in X Plane 10. I know for a fucking fact. That is a goddamn lie. Uh, because and I, I can't remember exactly why, but I had a different X-Plane 10. Maybe it was not 64-bit? I'm not sure. But that was the one that I learned how to fly in. I spent 500 hours at least in that. Fuck. It, some reason my Steam profile doesn't show it. Blah. Bottom line is, I've been ruined 
terms of flight simulator experiences, really realistic. I mean, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I cannot, I have no interest in a realistic flight simulator that doesn't offer me the full range of control services that I require to fucking effectively pilot the aircraft. That means I need my fucking pedals. It's weird. Once you, it's like having multiple monitors. Once you, once you, once you experience the miracle, you'll want it every day. It's like Scrooged. You'll want it in your life at all times. Just like uh, porn. Just like AVN. Oh my god. Oh, thank god it's only once a year. <clears throat> so the fact that I got them working again on this machine under 1604 is awesome. But it was the hardest I've ever and I know what I'm doing when it comes to setting up the fucking UDEV rules and fucking blah 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 for this. I've done this like literally four times on three different in three different uh, at least three different operating systems. I did it on Mint. I did it on uh, uh, oh god, what's Martin Winpress's uh, Mate? I did it on Mate. I did it on uh, straight up Ubuntu fourteen oh four, and I wrote a little uh, I wrote a little script that made this easier. Um, and in fact entirely automated it for 1404 could not figure out what needed to be updated in that script um, for 1604 and for X-Plane 11 X-Plane 11 really has nothing to do with this this is actually just setting up UDEV rules so that your pedals are recognized and available as quote unquote a joystick as an input device quote unquote whatever Um, and this time it was really hard it took like at least 20 hours, at least over a week to get them to really work. And so it was way, a way worse experience than I, I've had even, it was at, it was almost as bad as the first time I ever tried to get them to work with a yoke. Um, because one cancels the other out generally in terms of UDEV permissions because one is seen as a joystick, the other one is not seen as a joystick. You have to make them both seen as a joystick. Then you both you have to give them both access. Uh, you have to give them both, you know, permission. You have to make them permissible because otherwise it could be a security risk, which is the whole idea of UDEV rules. Then you have to fucking coordinate that with like everything else that's going on in your system. It took me weeks three years ago or what, yeah, over three years ago now, I guess, um, to get my pedals originally working, this time it only took me uh, 10 days, 12 days, whatever, but about 20 hours, took me a long time, um, so to that end, the CH pedals, CH Pro pedals, which are still sold on Amazon, they are a great set of pedals, they're also cheap, more or less, in terms of like, uh, flight simulator pedal and the world of flight simulator pedals go. I think I think I paid uh, 120 bucks for mine, and they've been very good to me. So it feels terrible to say this, but if I if I had my druthers, I would have a, a newer set of pedals that are not CH products. Um, you know, th- there are other pedals on the market that you can get from Amazon. Let's take a look. Um. I don't have any experience with another set of pedals, so I don't know how difficult or impossible or easier or harder or better in terms of quality 
flight sim rudder pedals hmm like there's a logitech g Pro, logitech bought scitech which for those of you who are not in the know and all of this we're feeding into our excellent our feature our x11 i i've got a great review planned for you it's going to tell you everything you need to know about x11 and why maybe you should consider x11 but um logitech so back in the day you know the last you know 10 years i guess more or less scitech has been the manufacturer of the best um consumer grade prosumer grade um flight simulator uh hardware for home use meaning you want to have like uh, a yoke you want to have some pedals you want to have a little control panel you want to have a thruster panel uh you want to have um some switches you want to have a multifunctional display you can have all of those things made by SciTech. you want to have a flight stick with a, a hottest you know that's hands only what, what does the T stand for I can't remember hands always on stick or something like that on both sticks or twin sticks whatever that means you have one hand on the rudder one hand on a flight stick yokes are different yokes are super cool uh, I can't wait to get a new yoke but I need to I'm, I'm kind of going broke and that's no yoke right now so I need to fucking kick out some copy for AVN and make some fundages bitches give me that paper uh <laughs> Before I can, I can, you know, rationally afford one. Um, but yokes are great. However, you can, if you want to fly helicopters, this is the way to do it. Anyway, right now, so SciTech is no more. It was bought by Logitech, I think, two years ago, eighteen months ago, something like that. So all the SciTech hardware, which is like the premier, um, great in terms of resolution, great, you know, blah 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 blah, not hideously expensive like it was not you know designed for you know professional ultra professional FAA certified flight simulator you know blah 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 but it was the next best thing and it was very close um they got bought by Logitech so right now you can get like a, a set of Logitech G Pro flight rudder pedals I they got 53 reviews 4 stars um and they look cool because they have an adjustable anyway 170 bucks Here's mine. CH Products Pro Pedals USB Flight Simulator Pedals. $120.99. Thrustmaster TFRP. Oh no, those are not being manufactured anymore. Hmm. You can still get a SciTech branded set of uh, Pro Flight Rudder Pedals uh, for $229. That's expensive. Ooh, these look really cool. I wish that these were still being made. T-Rudder Mark IV Flight Simulator Pedals PC, Mac, and Linux. Um, these look... Instead of having actual pedals, these are just two floating bars that it looks like you rest your feet on. Anyway, that's the entire market for flight pedals, which leads me to conclude my point with saying... And if I had experience with any other flight pedals, if you are interested in getting into, it's not that expensive anymore, getting into uh, doing serious flight simulation, like real, real, real flight simulation that actually is good for training if you want to become a pilot. Like, I mean, for reals. Um, I would recommend not getting 
CH Products Pro Pedals if you're in the market for pedals. Even though they are the cheapest right now, um, $150 more might get you a better option on Linux. You know, the Logitech G Pro Flight Rudder pedals, which I don't know when these came out, but whatever. Finally, before we get to our X-Plane 11 extravaganza blah, which we'll start with why X-Plane, so don't worry, even if you're not into flight simulators, or even if you think this might not be your cup of tea, stick around, because we're going to explain why this might actually be your cup of tea. Or why it might not actually be your cup of tea as well. But one thing that I want to really mention is that before starting this podcast, one of the things that enabled this podcast apart from, you know, Steam coming to Linux which is the biggest thing um, was that I began to realize that all of the hardware that was prohibitively custom expensive and insanely expensive from, you know, as far back as my entire childhood all the way up through, you know, my early 20s my mid 20s, all the way up until I'm fucking old, man it's always been prohibitively expensive. Like, to buy a really good flight stick in, you know, 1999, oh, yeah, that'll only set you back, you know, the roughly the equivalent of today's money, like $600. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I can afford that. No. To buy an XRK tank stick with fucking two fucking 12-button loadouts, one on each side, one player and two player, in a fucking tabletop form, with a trackball in the middle. Oh, that only set you back a thousand dollars. Well, when I started this podcast, I realized that all of these things, before I started this podcast, all of these things, these peripheral, custom, niche market hardware things that required extraordinary resolution and extreme performance requirements, the cost of these devices had plummeted due to advanced manufacturing and the proliferation, of the, the growth of the overall market um, to the point where I had this epiphany around the time that I turned 30 I just said it oh my god, that's right friends and neighbors the youthful, well-adjusted Iris Halcyon hopes of youth voice that you are so used to hearing from me yes, it is the voice of someone who is over 30 Meaning I cannot be trusted. Mm. <laughs> trust me. You can trust me. Um, by the time I th- turned 30, though, to 31-ish, I had an epiphany. I was like, you know what, Seth? One day you're gonna die and you don't wanna die without owning some of this stuff and getting to play with it especially now that it's not like a a horrifically guilty thing, you know, like (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to go into into my my concepts of charity and stuff here, but, you know, it seems morally indefensible to any rational human being who has like a conscience and stuff, um, that, oh yeah, I really need this really cool joystick when I could actually send $200 of that to... Africa and buy five villages malaria nets. <laughs> Not just five people, five villages. Individual, ah, like 500 malaria nets, you know. Anyway, and that will save their lives, you know, or whatever. Um, 
But now that, it, you know, when, uh, and so I start, I, I, so I bought an XRK tank stick and I set it up with Mame and oh my god and rawr, it's delicious. Then I customized it with a token top spinner and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then X-Plane came out for Linux. X-Plane 10 came out for Linux on Steam. I'm like, well, you know, Seth, I, you know, I, flight simulation has always been a fun thing for me, especially combat flight simulation. Realistic World War II fighter combat flight simulation was something that I enjoyed in World War Jane's World War II fighters to endless excess in my uh, teens and early 20s. Um, one of my favorite games of all time. This one's for you, Jerry. But I never had any of the super fancy expensive equipment, never had really a good flight. I had a decent flight stick when I played World War II fighters for those five years. I had a decent flight stick. Um, but never had a throttle, never had rudders, never had a yoke. So, X-Plane 10 comes out, I'm like, you know what, Seth? You're gonna buy this, but beyond that, you're gonna go to Amazon right now, and you're gonna buy a fucking set of pedals and a yoke. So, if you're thinking that that sounds insane to you, but it's something that you have always kind of wanted to do, it's not crazy anymore. For, like, 300 bucks total, you can have a throttle in one hand, you know, pedals underneath you, on your feet, a fucking flight stick in your right hand and you and now your computer your home computer can give you the most realistic flight experience not just for general aviation aircraft and this is not like Microsoft flight simulator okay so i'm just i'm just trying to spread the dream here because it's not it's not insanely expensive. You might need to consider your your desktop area, your physical desktop area, its size and space and stuff and and the type of desk you sit at and etc. But it is not an expensive thing anymore. It's not a insane expensive hardware or software wise. And it also runs on Linux. It runs great on Linux! So, I will hit him with the feature. Who do you think? Oh. My. God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! So. Thank you, Ivor. Solibians! Our feature this week is our... It's not... This is an intelligent feature on X-Plane 11. I don't know if it's a review, because I only got 10 hours in X-Plane 11, and I know that after this week, there will be a hundred and a hundred and a hundred more hours to come. Uh, we're not for having to do this podcast. I probably never would have stopped playing X-Plane 10. It was that good. I bought, um, the FAA manuals. Uh, I learned how to really fly helicopters. Uh, I learned how to really do 
VOR navigation. Um, I learned, and I read the FAA, I studied the FAA manuals, I, and I seriously thought, X-Plane 10 literally got me 80% of the way to legitimately signing up for flight for flight lessons, for pilot lessons um but then other things happened that were catastrophic in my personal life and that didn't end up happening probably for the best, I guess uh, but anyway I haven't played a flight simulator in two years so why X-Plane of any sort why would you you, the listener you, the listener why would you care well, first of all, if you have no interest in in the miracle of flight, then I think that I think that maybe I'm going to try to say this charitably um, and non-judgmentally, but you're fucking moron? I think it's a No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am pretty much entranced and turned into a little child of wonder at the fact that we learned how to fucking fly through the air as a species. I know we are not the first. Birds have done it for for a while before us. Um, But we had to overcome significant uh, natural biological handicaps that they did not have to deal with. And uh, we figured it out. So if you want to talk about human inge- uh, like a a, a bam a, a single point of human ingenuity that really brings together all of the intellectual, scientific uh, and just human need to explore aspects of our species at like it's continuously greatest moment and scientific understanding there is nothing as amazing to me as as flight as flight um in all in all of its forms generally um and in this dark age in the war on science right now and the war on the age of reason and the war on facts it is refreshing it has been so refreshing especially this weekend this troubling weekend uh the anniversary weekend to be able to jump back into a cockpit that is completely accurate. By the way, there are two flavors of uh, of uh, X plane and X plane ten, X plane eleven. There are two flavors. It comes in a you know uh, a home use version, and then it comes in the FAA certifiable version, meaning that you can log the hours of the professional version uh, after you know if you're flying them in. Uh, blah. That is how accurate this flight simulator is. It is in so if you like fly, if you like the idea of flying, or if you've always wanted to kind of learn how to fly, or always wondered how does an airplane fly, even from like just starting the most basic rudimentary question. I, you know, I never, I always want, I always wondered how the fuck do airplanes fly. Which until I was like twenty five, I had no idea. No, that's not true. But um, this is like this is the equivalent for an adult of like a chemistry set for a kid who's like really into chemistry or whatever, Mister Wizard or whatever the fuck 
for their 10th birthday. This is the exact equivalent. Honestly, I don't think I've spent a more transformative $60 on any, um, you know, quote-unquote game. It's not a game. This is a simulator. Uh, But this is a life-changing piece of software if you get into it. And you can get into it. And it makes it easy to get into in comparison to how fucking hard it is to fly a plane. Flying easy. Fly yes! Land no! Um... So my my skills have been rusty, by the way, because I haven't flown in two years in a in a simulator at all, or at least a year and a half. I was pleased to discover that um, it's like riding a bike, more or less, a big scary bike that if you fuck up, you die. Um, anyway, beyond that, let's say you have a particular interest in flight. Let's say you let's say you have a practical interest in flight even, like let's say you have aspirations to get your pilot's license or want to be better informed before you take lessons that's actually the ideal you know, just as you know, I'd like to take some helicopter lessons, which you can do by the way, uh, especially if you live in the southwest, I mean fuck, we have the greatest flying weather 365 days a year 360 days a year um it's amazing out here in Vegas, out here in Arizona, Yuma. Yuma has a fucking general aviation airport, at least last time I checked. Um, and you can do this, which is like kind of the whole message that I'd like to impart. And then I failed to impart when I originally reviewed X Plane 10 is that X Plane 11 can be the gateway drug and it is a drug because once you start once you once you actually learn now this does require actual learning and not just like oh I'm reading a game manual and this is a fan this is an easy to handle simulacrum or whatever you can turn the settings that way I highly recommend that you don't I highly recommend that if you want to jump into X-Plane you go for fucking realism because you know, I can say with reasonable confidence, reasonable confidence, that failing the presence of anyone else, <laughs> there is a possibility of me landing, <laughs> you know, the plane. <laughs> Not, uh, n- no, no, uh, no jets. No, no, uh, yeah, especially no jets. And especially no uh, passenger planes, no jumbo jets. No, in that case, I feel like there's a very absolute certainty that we're all gonna fucking die! <laughs> but anyway, um, it's the gateway drug that says and really inculcates you into you the idea that. I can actually do this. I could do this in my own life. In fact, I'm doing this in my own life, right? That's what, you know, X-Plane 11 is. And it doesn't, it's not like a, you know, it's the, you know, the path to Taekwon Leap is not a single step leading to a door, but a road leading endlessly into the horizon. And sometimes what we want, what we need through, through our lives isn't a giant kick in the ass or like a big inspirational talk. We just need the availability some way that it would make it possible to take that first step 
and see where it goes. You know, not destroy your life and, you know, join the circus or whatever, but to take trapeze lessons, you know, in your spare time. <laughs> that was a great analogy. And this is the coolest thing about X-Plane. Um, and beyond that, it is so realistic. If, you, if you're patient with yourself and have a good sense of humor, after 30 hours, you're going to go buy the FAA manuals for whatever aircraft that you, you really like. You're going to go buy the FAA flying on instruments manual. And you know you're gonna you're gonna have fun, <laughs> and you're and it's a constant learning thing. It's there, and there's so much to learn. And this is whether or not you have serious um, aspirations to you know become a real pilot or ever actually fly a plane or ever get into a helicopter. Personally, I've never been in a helicopter that I can remember. Um, maybe when I no. I know how to fucking fly a helicopter. I I am fairly confident that you know, God forbid. <laughs> I'm fairly confident that if sober, sober, ready, and lucky, my co-pilot, my my pilot, and myself as a passenger will not perish horribly. We might perish, but not horribly. Um, if I had to take the controls, I've spent so much time flying helicopters in X Plane now that, and of course, I've I've looked at YouTube videos of guys who have been like me, but they've been actual assholes. Like they've been like, yeah, you know, I just want to fucking take off. I'm a millionaire, and I've been playing X Plane. I want to take off. I'm gonna land this bitch. I'm gonna flash around. I'm fucking confident. Famous last words. And they're great crash videos. Look them up on YouTube. They're hilarious. Um, but that's in like, I'm talking about like, for me, it's like a moment of extremis. You know, like, okay, well, there's no one else here who can do this. I feel fairly confident, you know, barring equipment failure. If, if, if pilot has a heart attack, whatever, I feel fairly confident in a helicopter. Depends on the helicopter though. Not good at landing, uh, the big boys, not good at landing, um, like the Sikorsky, whatever. That anyway. So, as a gateway drug, fantastic. As a real, like hyper realistic, if you're an actual pilot or like you want to become a pilot, and you don't want to pay endlessly prior to lessons or prior to actually going through a school. You want to, you know, you probably want to be able to get the most out of a two-week, two-month, you know, blah, initial fucking flight school. X-Plane is great. All the instruments are live. All of the control surfaces inside of the plane, inside of the cockpit, inside the 3D fucking cockpits are exactly, exactly one-to-one. All of the engineering of the air, mo- uh, the aircraft models that's that's how X-Plane, X-Plane is really meant, was originally designed to be um, an aeronautics physical, physics modeling kind of thing for engineers to design airplanes real airplanes by laminar research That's that was the origins of it, that's, that's from what I, from what I understand there mm. so X-Plane has always been X-Plane 10 through X-Plane 11 for me, has always been 
especially that FAA kind of seal of approval on the um, professional version or whatever the fuck it's called has always been like a big enticement for me to take it seriously and even doing the tutorials which are very 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 easy those are the like first baby steps that you can take inside of X-Plane go buy go get some manuals go fucking read up on the internet there are fucking insane tutorials on the internet of like oh well okay so here's how you do your flight plans in X-Plane flight plans still remain a big bitch in X-Plane 11 but anyway so that's that's my argument for X-Plane if you just can't stand the idea of airplanes at all or hate science or um, don't like learning new things and uh, really hate fun and uh, aren't interested in in, uh, being able to control things in various situations and or you don't like seeing new places and stuff and don't like looking at scenery and beauty so basically if you're Donald Trump you're gonna hate X-Plane you're, you're gonna you're gonna hate it it's not for you um so here's what here's the deal with X-Plane 11 in the remaining 10 minutes that we have first of all X-Plane 11 is all the best stuff that you love about, you know, the world's favorite hyper-realistic flight simulation. It's all of that stuff exquisitely refined. This is like the back catalog starting from before 10 through 10, through the entire life cycle of 10. This is like all the feature checks, all the stuff that they want to add for 10 couldn't, then they released 10 then all the stuff over the intervening years they kept trying to update into 10, but then, you know, kept yeah, it's gonna be a big bitch to, you know, implement or integrate this, it's all that stuff, so it's like everything that's good about X-Plane 10 bigger, better, more refined, some aspects are immediately obvious and actually fairly impressive, for instance, the entirely new user interface, I know that sounds totally stupid, but it's a game where you have to set up your flights. And this was, this could be a complicated bitch before an X-Plane 10. It was too many things on too many pages. No, it's one page now. And if you need to customize certain aspects of it, there you can, it's way better organized, way easier. Um, so it's like, oh, I want to fly from, I want to take off from Lisbon. I've never even, I don't even know what the airport code for Lisbon is. But I want to be in Lisbon. I want to be in uh, Cessna Skyhawk. And uh, I want to have these equipment failures. And I want to have absolute torrential downpour with little to no wind. Uh, <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, and I want it to be a Dawn Patrol, and I want to, you know, try to take off. Two seconds to set that up. Whereas before, it would be a pain in the ass to fucking tweak all that shit. 
For me, my favorite, and and this is going to this is actually probably important. The flights that I'm about to describe. Uh, all the stuff that I'm about to describe have basically been my experience taking off from McCarran Airport, my native airport here in my hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, KLAS. Um, and uh, so yeah, so some aspects some aspects are immediate and totally impressive. And if you've, if you've spent time in X-Plane 10, then you know that the user interface kind of was a multi-step unnecessarily complicated process. It was good, but it could have been simpler. This is the simplification that you wanted. No features have been stripped. Everything is as robust as it used to be. The functionality and, and uh, whatever is, is blah. So, that's one thing in terms of like, new and impressive immediately obvious. Also, the inclusion, and this this is going to be kind of inside baseball for those of you who are not Flight Simulator fans, or not X-Plane 10 fans, but some of the planes in X-Plane 11 uh, have the new Garmin 1000 GPS unit in them, with the full fucking display, and it is whoa! It's like, oh, okay, so this is what everyone's been bitching about in terms of like, oh, there's a switch from VOR and fucking all of the five different weird ways that are, you know, some of them are more archaic than others, some of them are more useful situationally than others, uh, systems of navigation across the continental United States and around the world too, but this is why everyone's been saying for the last, you know, seven years that GPS is like fucking upended, uh, modern, you know, flight navigation. Um, the Garmin 1000 GPS, something that I hope for in X-Plane 10, but these are simu- these are hardcore. The device itself, everything in the device is simulated. It's not like a simulacrum that's like a simplified thing of the Garmin 1000. It's exactly the Garmin 1000. Um, and it has a way big display. It's got like a map. It you know it looks like something from Die Hard, uh, and it's way easier to do VR navigate. Anyway, or not not VR. Um, landing fucking IFS. It's but anyway, and that's only in some planes though. And there's no ability to customize the in- in- interior planes. But anyway, leads us to the third thing mind-blowing realism of even better looking than before. Fully realized. Entirely accurate. 3D cockpits. Now, how do you know? Well, you find your favorite aircraft that's stock in X-Plane 11. Then you go to YouTube. And then you look up people flying that aircraft from the cockpit. And the longer those videos are, generally, the better they are to watch, because they look around more. And they look around, and you know exactly what they're looking at. Or you still have no idea what they're looking at, but it all entirely looks exactly familiar. Um, It's really cool. It's like, um... Hmm... I Twitch streamed 
two nights ago. Every aircraft is different, and every class of aircraft is different, but every aircraft inside of each one of those classes is different. Uh, in every way. It's it's just the way of aeronautics. It's one of the greatest things about X-Plane in general, is that you get to experience the broad panoply of the of of the uh, of uh, the handling characteristics, everything, the instrument panels, the the oh well, what is what you know? Oh, okay, so what? Why is this panel laid out like that? There's a different class though of aircraft from all other aircraft. What what makes this night different from any from all others? Different class of aircraft has always been the jet fighter. I talking about you know F fourteen. Uh, F-117A, fucking, you know, etc. Because to actually fly those, fly jet aircraft in X-Plane, especially um, not just modern, but especially, yeah, just in general, like, especially the last 15 years prior to the past five years of jet aircraft, even 20 years prior to the past five, are so crazy because like, okay, well, I have to do a checklist to get the engines to to get the jet engine to, you know, I've got to activate the fuel pumps, there's a certain order, and you can well, you can also simplify that if you want, but then you have to find, like, the ignition switch, which is so cool, because you can can throttle all you want, but it's like, okay, where's the ignition switch? And as I was Twitch streaming last night, you can still see that Twitch stream on our videos. It's pretty funny. Um, of me lecturing how I am the greatest expert in jet aircraft. In fact, there's no one more expert in in the piloting. Fuck, I am the greatest engineer manufacturer. I ma- manufacture these things from scratch using fucking, anyway, et cetera, et cetera, you know, other jokes. And although I have no experience in this particular aircraft uh, myself, I feel very confident that we are going to be A-OK. You can trust me. So, here we go. Where is that ignition switch? Hmm. What is it called? Is it ignition? What is it called on this? Fucking... And when I when I pan down my pilot's, you know, my pilot's head, you can look up and down, you can move him around in the cockpit. Um when he he pans down on uh, on what seems like a three dial control panel you realize that it is a 70 dial control panel and that we are in a fucking jet bomber <laughs> and it is just overwhelmingly cool I mean it really is overwhelmingly cool and you can turn on auto- autopilot if you want and you know uh, put in a couple of nap points and make them make, make them fly for you but uh, it's more fun to experience the stultifying, you know, horror yourself. And then, so the, all of that stuff from literally the prop on plane, literally from biplanes through the most recent fucking fighter jets, all the way through to the space shuttle, which in X Plane 10 was like the greatest, other than just simply learning how to fly helicopters, a lot, a lot of different helicopters. Um, basically, you know, the lighter bell, two, you know, 200X, 700X, 
Um, I've never liked the Sikorsky. The Sikorsky is the one that ships with X-Plane 11, but you can just go download free ones, free new aircraft, uh, free new scenery, which you don't need anymore. We'll get to that in a moment. So, the 3D cockpits have never looked better. They are, oh, they are so good looking now. And they are so easy to use with the mouse. That's why you have a mouse so that if you need to actually interact with or pull to a separate window, any individual dial or control panel kind of thing, you know, d- uh, display panel, you know, uh, if you, like for instance, if you click on the any of the GPS units, it pops up into like a big window. If you have multiple monitors, you can then drag that that window out of the game to your other monitor and it will still keep reflecting the game which is really, really handy because that's actually kind of how it feels to really be in one of these 3D cockpits, you know, you pay attention to certain instruments at certain times under certain situations like if landing, I want to know, you know, like my my fucking vertical airspeed, I want to know my altitude, I want to, I definitely want to see my navigation, I want to see if I'm on course I don't want these things and I do need to be able to see straight through the cockpit Let's say I'm landing a Cessna Skyhawk. I do need to be able to see straight out the cockpit to make sure that, like, I'm visually I'm online. I also want to see um, my, you know, if I'm level or not. Um, pop out all of those motherfuckers, throw them on your other monitor, or just pop them out and put them on the bottom. And then you don't have to look at the entire control panel. You can look directly through the, you know, windshield and windscreen and actually land the plane. Um, which is really cool. So anyway, that's just a pro tip, I guess. So the 3D cockpits are better than they were before, and they were fucking, I thought they were perfect before. They are even better. And they look better. And they are they function better. And oh, it's awesome. But the biggest and most mind-blowing overall thing, I, I know I've we're gonna go about eh, 12 more minutes. Then I gotta go. I got an appointment. But the biggest and most mind-blowing thing in X-Plane 11 the graphics overall, the textures and effects overall which out of the box I'm serious, utterly blow away even like the, you know, super super painfully difficult to find and download user-created super ultra high res, super awesome, better scenery, uh, geometry, etc. packs. They're all free. You can get them still all free. Um, but even with the most tweaking of X-Plane 10 and the highest fucking possible, you know, uh, aftermarket stuff, X-Plane 11, out of the box, blows away the best visual experience of X-Plane 10 by, like, a next-generation factor. It's like the difference between, um... It's almost as stark, as I said last week uh, about something else, it's almost as stark as the difference between an Xbox, the original Xbox, and the Xbox 360. In terms of... It is amazing! Uh... I was utterly blown away. The, the, the uh, and it, it, it has in X-Plane 11 an even better seeming, more solid seeming, more steady, fluid, non-breaking, non- frame rate, even with like 
insane, uh, like everything's set to insane. And I, like I said, I have a 1080 Ti, so I have a good video card, but you can... When I first fucking booted it up without any tweaking, it was incredible. So, like, um... During my flights, like, on the strip out of McCarran in, uh... In the Sikorsky, unfortunately. Which I hate the Sikorsky. It's a big, fat, fucking bus of a helicopter. Um... Mm. It's like the News Cam 5 helicopter, more or less, is what you think about it as. Um... During my flights on the strip, I would fly up to Mount Charleston. Once I kind of... The hardest thing was getting all of my controls tweaked appropriately so that it felt like X-Plane 10 again. But that's okay. I would fly at 5.30 in the morning from McCarran to my house. This is 5.30 in the morning, so by the time I get to my house, it'll be close to dawn, generally. I can't remember what month it is that I had it set for. You know, broken clouds... And I'd fly up to Mount Charleston, which is just beyond my house. And then I would loop back around to come back to land at McCarran. And see the entire strip at just dawn, like the first early cracks of dawn. And all of the streetlights down the 215. And all the little traffic lights all the little cars and all the strip illuminated like this fucking gleaming jewel all of it and it it amazing um jaw dropping breathtaking I mean really breathtaking um, blows utterly away X-Plane 10, whose original te- textures, I hate to say this because it feels bad because it was so great at its time, um, but the original textures and in general the default terrain out of the box just was nasty trash I mean everything felt like a stand-in for generic thing even it was like the earliest, earliest, earliest days of the earliest, earliest betas of uh, Google Earth before they were released to the public. Mm. Where, oh yeah, we have these, you know, like the strip was, you know, four fucking rectangles and a pyramid, maybe, which kind of sucked. Well, X-Plane 10 was a little bit better than that, but it was pretty much like a, everything felt like a, well this is a work in progress and we're this is a stand in for what will one day eventually be perfected no more no more um you know of course there, there are it's not you know fucking one to one fucking photo re- you know, it's, it's, it's not like if you if you play this game you won't be in Vegas in real life <laughs> like in real real life like in meat space like it won't transport you there it can't do that but, um, totally took my breath away. Overwhelming visual beauty. Um, out of the box. Then I tweaked my settings, and then it got even better. And then I downloaded, um, the, the mesh 
uh, textures for the world, which are great because they're just a different, uh, they add more triangles to, uh, scenery generation, meaning, you know, topography, meaning geography, you know, like the, and that, that's, that's across the board, um, excluding man-made structures more or less, uh, and it's, it's a 2.6 megabyte, you know, thing, download that, you follow the instructions, it's free, um, it's user-created, and it was created, I think, for X-Plane 10, but it works in X-Plane 11, and it, it, it doesn't drastically improve X-Plane 11, the same way that it drastically improved X-Plane 10, but it does make it a little bit even more fucking more awesome mer then that's that's now a word more awesomer finally um the most mind blowing thing that i that that has been improved that's like super obvious in uh x plane 11 over x plane 10 has been the way that they've the like i don't know if it's procedural or whatever the auto generation for um block by block city structures like houses or strip malls or parks or absence of development or vacant lots or freeways or major intersections etc 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 um it's I'm, i i don't know i i i i uh, wrote to laminar Laminar's press guy for um, clarification comment, but that was on Sunday and today's Monday. Haven't heard back from them yet. Um, it seems like it has been completely overhauled because now it generates cities that, if you know them intimately, like if you if you're like me, if it's your hometown or whatever, um, Las Vegas no longer looks like a proxy. Like, my neighborhood doesn't look exactly like my neighborhood, but I know exactly my neighborhood. Like, as you're flying. Like, it is, it's so beyond what was, everything looked like fucking tequila flats. Everything looked like fucking Riverside. If, like, it was suburbs, if it was residential, if it was strip malls, it all looked like Riverside. Like, one universal Riverside block of, like, basically flat one-story houses. Um, the same kind of general one-storiness persists, more or less. I, I haven't really looked that closely, closely. Um, because you don't when you're flying, because you're going at, like, 150 miles an hour, if you're nose-downing in, you know, like a Bell 207, and you're at, you know, 1,500 feet, you're not really looking into each individual window. Uh, <laughs> but if you know them minimally, they, they don't feel like proxies anymore, or like generic residential, waiting for update. Uh, they actually are entirely recognizable now, especially from broad strokes, especially if you're um, like in a helicopter, which is why I like helicopters. But uh, the same 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 is basically true if you're in, you know, Cessna, anything other than a jet, more or less. Um, it is a significant, significant, worthwhile, worth buying upgrade. Uh, 
and you can fall if, if if you know if you're like me and you you haven't had time or for whatever reason have lapsed after seriously playing X Plane and stuff. Um, it's a great way to fall in love again uh, with all kinds of flight. Um, the same devoted user community of generally expert fucking plane designers. I mean, there's a lot of good fucking freeware X-Plane designs that are very serious that are just free, developed by user the user community for use in X-Plane 11. X-Plane 11 is still new in comparison to X-Plane 10, which, you know, by the time it came to Linux, I think had already been out for a while and had a lot of aircraft, but there's about you know, I'd say 80, maybe 100 really good. There's at least, if if you like one plane or really want to learn to fly one aircraft, there is, if not exactly that aircraft, there is a good substitute for it while you wait for someone to finally make the aircraft that you really love. Um, and the realism is off the charts. The engine the weather and visual effects and physics overall, once you get your controls tweaked and you can really feel the physics like a crosswind, if you want crosswinds while landing and stuff like that the physics have never been better, it's everything you know and love about X-Plane 10 but it's like the next generation of X-Plane 10 finally I'll conclude by saying that a lot of the models from the aircraft models from X-Plane 10 are more or less um it depends your mileage may vary depending on the model and you know blah um are more or less compatible with X-Plane 11 (laughs) makes it really cool uh and also because that's kind of just basically been the X-Plane formula everything is just basically generally backwards compatible um but really the 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 model's that are that ship either ship directly with X Plane Eleven, you know, out of the box, or are um, have been updated, and there are 20, 20 aircraft were updated just uh, this last week, by the way, for X Plane Eleven uh, from X Plane Ten, like some of the best models from X Plane Ten. These go back like literally. Oh, this is a nineteen thirties biplane uh, that was meant to be the yeah you know, blah blah blah. Oh, of every category of aircraft, you can get it. Um, but it is for serious people. It is it, it, but don't let that scare you because you can turn on all sorts of assistive technologies in terms of the way your controls handle and stuff. And the tutorials are really good. They're they're short. They are um concise. They are accurate, and they're they manipulate the camera and everything and pause stuff so if you have no idea what the fuck you're doing they will teach you how to take off how to fly VOR how to fly a flight pattern how to, you know, flight pattern land um, and you get a, a rating and stuff and they're not painful uh, and they're accurate um, so yeah, I can't I it's a, it, for 60 bucks it's an endless treasure chest of just infinite learning, experimentation, fun, and crashing 
So, I will depart now. Uh, remember, kids, Ivor get... Oh, Ivor's gone now. Well, wish me luck at AV- AVN. I may not return. I may not be here. I may have exploded. I may be one of those journalists with the blood coming out of their ears. This is a rage virus. This is a pornographic rage virus consumes us all. Cheers, thanks for listening. Uh, I will see you, hopefully, this weekend, because it ends on Saturday. So remember, kids, hit him with it, Ivor. The internet is for poor. The internet is for poor. What are you doing? Hey, I think this is porn. Porn, porn, porn. A good idea. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry. Me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind, please, being quiet for a minute so I can finish. Okie dokie. Good. I'm glad we have this new technology. For porn. Don't keep fucking saying that to me! For porn. Oh, sorry. From your own desktop. For You can research, browse, and shop. Until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. It is I, E.B. Farnham. The internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. A good idea. Hugging me, horn to porn, porn, porn. That's gross. That is a fact. Pervert. I like you. I'll get you a drink. Oh, really? You're a pervert. Normal people don't sit at home and look at porn on the internet. Oh? What? You have no idea. Ready, normal people? Ready. Good evening, pricks! <laughs> internet is horrible. Sorry, Kate. The internet is horrible. I masturbate. All these guys unzip their flies for porn, porn, The porn, internet is not for porn! porn. Flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. A good idea. Internet is for porn. I hate porn. Grab your dick and double click for porn. 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 I hate net. I'm leaving. I hate the internet. The internet is for internet is for internet is for porn. And wipe your hands. If I see a smudge, I will have you destroyed. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yaddy yaddy oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Three. Yada, yada, Four or five times. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman.
The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.